What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Colin. I like them, uh, the pauses you had there. How are you doing? I'm good. This is, you know, season three. Is, is, is coming to it coming to a good start um it is this is it this is season three i guess season three of Bruni's break even though we started technically uh, season one season at three. like the end of the year season three it's re- sure season three i'll go with it i mean sure i mean we have new we had we got that new layout going we have a new intro going yeah we have i guess season three would be the last podcast we're gonna call it this podcast this is Sorry. this is season three because yeah. this is the 2019 school year Coming around, a lot of big right. stuff happening this year. You know, Indeed. Mason's a senior. I'm a senior. Uh, Mason, hearing Mason a senior makes me feel really old, and I'm only 22. Awful. I mean, it is. We've been there from the very start. I remember when he was just, you know, that quarterback that had five touchdowns and six interceptions. No, that poor little. You know what I remember? Poor little man, and now look at him. I remember. Uh, was it the SMU game? I think it was the SMU game that he first appeared in. And I went as a fan, obviously, because I was like a low, lower rider. I covered yeah. my freshman year. I covered the women's soccer team and the women's basketball teams. Shout out women's soccer team. Great team, by the way. I feel um, like you do that every single time you mention them, by the they're, way. They're fantastic. <laughs> all right. Go, go support them. They're great. And um, so I went to a game as a fan. And after he played, I think, the SMU game at home, and he had like a couple good plays, a touchdown or two, I, I just remember everyone making that joke that like, uh, Ma- uh, Mason is having a fine performance out there against SMU as oh, a I do as a that. true freshman. I just remember all the fine, you know, puns. I guess it was awful, but that's how long ago it feels for Hashtag me. Hashtag everything is fine. Am I right? Yeah. Now we're at the point where it's just accepted. Yeah. Where it's kind of like you expect it to be like Mason Fine is having a fine season, and you're just like, okay, whatever, we'll go with it. But in reality, it's kind of cheesy. Can we agree? Mason Fine's a fantastic name. So, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, if I had to dream of an NFL quarterback in Madden that I was gonna Mason make, I'd Fine? name Mason Fine. No. Yeah. That's that's horrible. You know the basketball. You just player? called Mason Fine's name. No, horrible. no, 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 no. The name is great. Write it down, ladies. Okay, and hold on. Before 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 we get too deep into this, we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> um, we're gonna go over Conference USA's the accolades because it's been a month since we talked to y'all. Over a month, like a month and a half since yeah, we talked to y'all. July um, or June seventeenth. Yeah, whenever it was. Uh, we're gonna go through Conference USA, um, all the accolades of that. We're gonna go through the grad transfers that came to North Texas since the last time we talked to y'all. We're gonna go through position battles. We're gonna go through fall camp, and we're gonna answer somebody else's questions. So that's what we have on the docket today. The last thing I will say about this conversation we had is that um, I don't remember what game it was, but there was there's a basketball player named Diamond Stone. That is on. That is. Have you heard of him? You haven't heard of him. I haven't heard. Well, I've heard. I think of he the went name. to Maryland. I heard the. Na- I've heard the name. Yeah, I think he went to Maryland or something. And uh, I think I don't remember when it was, but I basically just made that player, like I don't remember one of the old two Ks. You used to be able to make your player just go with their career, like you used to oh, be yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I think I just picked Diamond Stone, and he was like a sixty-rated center, and I was like, that name is that's a name. I still hate that we. I hate that we just brought basketball. And NBA basketball into, football. into the very like the first day at camp. Damn it! We gotta stop this. We're also both wearing basketball shirts. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our football talk. Um, I was at fall camp in the heat. In the heat. I was inside. Oh no, I was outside. 
Yeah, you were doing manual labor, putting yeah. grass down. Yeah. Damn. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> from eight to twelve today, I was at practice. You know, seeing all the good stuff, seeing everybody go go crazy. Uh, then we talked to Seth, Mason, Rico, Ladarius. Uh, I talked to Alex Woodworth as well. Great guy. Um, not yet a friend of the podcast. He will be one day. We're gonna get him on the podcast. Great to talk to. And uh, I think those were well, that was everybody I talked to. Um, Mike Law. I saw Mike Law too. Shout shout out him, friend of the podcast. Oh yeah, are we having the Mike Law show? I need you to you're not, <laughs> segment. You're not catching me up on. It's got to be a segment. It's got to be a segment. Every, every whether it's on the phone or he's in in studio. In studio, you know, that's always yeah. like, that's what the radio heads record it. Um, but yeah, so it was a good. We'll get into the fall camp later, and y'all have a lot of questions. Uh, the fans have a lot of questions. I don't know if we can call them fans, the listeners, not our fans, but like UNT fans. fans. There you go. Yeah. UNT fans have a lot of questions uh, about fall camp, so I'll answer those later on. Um, so listen to those first. Colin, Conference USA Media Day was like two weeks ago. Something like that two weeks ago in Frisco. I drove all the way back from San Antonio from my vacation. Amazing. Drove to Frisco. Was there. Mason Fine was selected as the Offensive Player of the Year in the conference preseason, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he won this award the last two seasons. Um, he was the Offensive Player of the Year because he was not the MVP, basically. Right. So he's, it's like you're the second one down, basically. It was Devin Singletary. His it was Devin Singletary sophomore his sophomore year. year, and last year it was the Stockstill from Middle Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, Brent Stockstill. Yeah, Stockstill. So he's like, he's just come one short every time of that MVP. But anyways, Offensive Player of the Year, back-to-back years. Offensive Player of the Year, preseason. A, does it mean anything to you? B, do you think it's... I don't know what, how, to, how to phrase this. Do you think all eyes in Conference USA are just like squarely on him now? Because last year it was kind of like, all right, Mason Fine, we know he's really good. Do they do preseason MVP? I'm sorry. I no, 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 yeah, I was gonna say, this is, this is the good. highest award. Basically. Okay, so this is the highest award then. I mean, of course it means something, but I mean, he has to win it for a third year in a row. Yeah. You can't, you can't take a step back because honestly, all eyes are on him. You have North Texas running a Heisman campaign for a – a group of five school yes and they are pushing that hard they are and i feel like i feel like the conference itself though doesn't have their eyes on mason as much as they should you mean teams I, no i mean the conference itself okay marketing yeah in terms of you know like we have this amazing quarterback but they no one i feel like no one ever mentions him other than unt is, is that's, that, that's me? true that's, it's a good point but i don't know how much conference you say can do but Here's the thing. I mean, you never see highlights. You never see exactly. I mean, Here's there's so many thing. things that the conference could do with a player like Mason. I mean, anything. Yeah. And they just see. I don't know if they can go as far as endorse the six for Heisman campaign. Not the six for Heisman, but just anything. Yeah, because I mean, we both follow the NBA and NFL on Twitter, and they'll tweet out tons of like they'll they'll do the highlights. Well, okay, highlights of every game is one thing, but highlights of an individual player mm-hmm. is kind of different. Like you can get more notoriety on that level, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can boost the conference. I mean, because Conference USA has made improvements over the last five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, across the board with the players that they've that they've had. And Mason's one of those players, and I feel like they've never promoted their players. And although, yeah, they said he's preseason offensive MVP and all eyes might be on him in the conference, how many eyes are actually on him? If On a national scale. On a national scale. It's going to take, yeah, because it's not going to be the conference's push. That gets him over the top. It'll be 
him actually going to be Cal on the road. Like right. it'll be his performance doing all of the work when in reality, which is, which is understandable. But in reality, there's a lot of people in the country that will have a good game or two or have a good performance or two and have a lot of push behind them. Exactly. Not only from the school, but from, for example, I feel like the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, does a good job of this with the UCF in a way. And even though UCF, UCF does a lot of the work themselves because they're so good, I was hearing their quarterback's name, their their coach's name everywhere. I was hearing a lot of their – Shaquem Griffin. Um, right. I mean, obviously, he has you, a great you story. Could, you, could argue, you could argue that he got into the NFL because of that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of push behind him. The stories are out there. There's a lot out there. I mean, you go to Houston, you go to Memphis. There's a lot of schools, SMU even – um, in the AAC that I feel like get a good national push. Right. And they are better teams than Conference USA schools, so it's understandable, but still, I feel like they can maybe take something from that page. How, how where would you say Mason is quarterback-wise on the national scale? Rank him. Just throw it in. Let's say to... 10. Okay, so say he's 10. Anywhere outside of North Texas doesn't rank him in the top 10. Think, think of some big outlet that goes, yeah, he's a top 10 quarterback. You yeah. never hear him anywhere, and I feel like that goes that goes a long way because you you mentioned how a, a players can have a couple of good games. Mason can have a good game every game, and he won't get as much notoriety as he should. I mean, yeah, we're talking about a guy last year that put up what twenty seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah, year before that, he put up thirty eight touchdowns. I feel like no, 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 it wasn't thirty eight touchdowns. Am I tripping? No. No, it was 30, well, 30 and 15, I think. Okay, well, he had more touchdowns. Yeah, 30 and 15, I and think And he's was. consistently been this good. He's, like you said, back-to-back Conference USA uh, Offensive Player of the Year. And you never hear about him anywhere outside of North, the Mean Green Circle. Yeah. You hear about him from us, 24-7 Sports. You hear about him from the Denton Record Chronicle and Dave Campbell's Football yeah. Magazine. Yeah. Who else? Yeah. Um, Not even ES local ESPN radio station. Yeah, probably brings them up. It's true. That's it's true. And um, like I said, a lot of that will be helped by him having another good season and the team having another good season. Like if they beat SMU again, I feel like that'll do wonders for them locally. Mason, of course, locally. Arkansas, the Arkansas game last year is a good example, though. The the the, the UNT got so much exposure to that. And if you if you uh, switch that out for a Mason Fine highlight reel instead of the Keegan Brewer return, yeah. imagine how many people would be like, "Oh, Mason Fine, who's this kid?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go out there. You should be able to promote two to three players each year on a national scale. Yeah. that are at that level. And 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 this isn't to be like, "Oh, yeah, we're you know Conference USA loves Mason Fine too much." This is literally to build their brand. Yeah. No, yeah, and, makes and sense. they have the players to do that. I mean, you had that defensive end outside of uh, out of ODU last year. Yeah, Z- 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 I don't Zimenez. His name. Zimenez. You had uh, the offensive lineman from UTSA or UTEP. Yeah, you had uh, yes, you had an offensive lineman from UTEP. You had uh, I mean, are we going to I mean, players I mean, drafted have, or are we going I mean, like Jalen Ferguson from Louisiana Tech? Yeah, any well? of them. I mean, any of them. Yeah, stock still. I mean, you from have ones. Middle. You have ones that are drafted. You have ones that just are, are good college quarterbacks or you have college Devin players. Right, you have Devin Singletary. I don't remember one Devin Singletary highlight last year that was on Twitter. Think of one. Uh, I mean, yeah. And and uh, that's, I mean, outside of FAU's circle, Yeah, I know obviously. what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, so your suggestion is for them to promote individual players even more than teams at times. Like, they, they need to go out of their way for individual players, you're saying? Yeah. Because you feel like they're just promoting teams right now. 
Yeah. Like because, right now they're because, just saying North because, Texas because is you could say you could argue 70% of the the people on Twitter only get their news from Twitter. Oh yeah. They're not going to see Mason Fine unless it's on Twitter. Shoot, they might not even watch Sports Center if he's on Sports Center. Exactly. Yeah. And so, Facebook. I mean, that, I'll throw Facebook I mean, into that. Yeah, that Twitter, well. social media. Social yeah, media goes right. a long way in promoting players, teams, conferences. Conference USA, if you were to ask somebody, anybody, conference, have you heard of Conference USA or Mountain West? They would say that Mountain West is a conference, yeah. and they would be like, Conference USA, what's that? Yeah. Well, this that goes. This whole argument for Conference USA goes into my whole thing. I was looking at the other day is that where conference you say ranks in terms of group of five conferences. So there's mm-hmm. five group of five conferences and you could say they're firmly below the mountain West and the AAC, the American athletic conference. And then you have conference USA, um, the Sun, Sun Belt and, um, was it whack? No, I don't know if that's, no, is it the whack? It's the one with you. No, Utah state is in the mountain West, right? Oh my, but anyways, there's 10, I don't feel like looking it up. Um, there's 10 of them, and there's five group of five school conferences. And you're just like, Conference USA is so close to being at the bottom of that, not only because of talent, but it's just like notoriety. I feel like if you ask right. someone who's in Conference USA, they'd be like, wow, that's tough. And yeah. a, a part of that is a part of that is the, on the schools themselves, obviously, if you're not being good enough. Because if you asked someone who's in the Sun Belt, they, I feel like they could maybe give you Appalachian State. Right. Or Troy. Of course, but that's because you've seen Appalachian State plays on social media. You've seen Troy plays on social media. You never see North Texas on there. You never see uh, UAB on there. You didn't see. I don't even remember seeing a middle highlight outside of the Offensive Player of the Year. The only time mm-hmm. I ever see highlights is whenever they're like, oh, this player won Offensive Player of the Year, and it's like two plays, and then it's over. Yes, so the Mac is the other one. Mac, okay, it's not whack. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's not whack, it's Mac. <laughs> That's, I think I said that should be their logo way, or something. That yeah, should be right. their slogan or something. It's not whack, it's Mac. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, we got yeah, that was a yeah, that was a side tangent, but well, no, you asked if if there there all eyes are on Mason Fine and yeah, in the conference, but not outside of that, not much outside of it. who is I mean, or even outside of the state. Yeah, I mean, how much and and if you were when you say all eyes, I think of like pressure on Mason Fine. There's no real pressure. When there's nobody really watching you outside of what's been watching you the last three years. Yeah. Well, okay, Mason covered Mason. I feel like we anything else on Mason? I think we're good on Mason. Um, four other players were selected to the All Conference team preseason: Rico Bussey, Sasaya Mosi, Ladarius Hamilton, and Alvin Kenworthy. So Rico Bussey, receiver; Sasaya Mosi, the offensive lineman; Ladarius Hamilton, defensive lineman; and Alvin Kenworthy, the punter. Which of those stands out to you the most? I would say the only one that st- I guess as a surprise. Is as a surprise, yes. As, as a surprise, only probably Alvin Kentworthy, only because a couple of years ago we were talking about how this team's special teams, and to see how wrong we were. Yes, that's probably my only surprise. I would say that that list is solid. I mean, you can't yeah. really argue any of those players for being off of it. So I, that's, I guess, the only reason why I'm surprised. Yeah, about. I agree. Alvin, I think it's funny because I feel like we completely underrate how good Alvin Kenworthy is because I remember looking at it last year, his average yards per punt are like right there with Eric Kina's. Yeah, it was only like a yard. Yeah, Eric Kina. Yeah, and Eric Kina 
the only reason he was crazy because obviously he had the rugby style kick and his balls, you know, rolled for a good amount afterwards. And he obviously had the highlight plays where he would take off running. So, or, and he had the option to run, which is basically not common. So, but if you look at straight punting, Alvin Kenworthy is just as good as. Oh yeah, of course. So that's why I feel like we underrate him. And he, and he made a camp for the NFL. Eric Kenya did. So, yeah. I mean, that just tells you how good Alvin Kenworthy is. Exactly. Um, so Sai Mosi, I can't remember the last time there was an offensive lineman on this list for North Texas. Also because I've only been here for going into four years. I, I, I'm just going to say, go on a limb and say it's been 10 years. Or say it's been 2013. Was, yeah, at the, at, the, at the very closest possible. 13 yeah. or 14, yeah, whenever that, that Heart of Dallas Bowl was. Um, that was, So that one was interesting. I've been looking at, um, should we plug, I guess we'll plug the previews now because they come out next week. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work as far as like researching other teams and stuff like that in the conference for the conference preview that's coming out next Wednesday and Friday. Yep. So each division. Um, and seeing... The amount of solid offensive linemen teams have is encouraging, but it's also kind of top heavy. Like each team has like one or two guys that are like you're like okay, those guys are really solid. Like boom, boom, boom. That's why everyone has. But then I feel like I feel like North Texas in a way has. I mean, Sasai Mosi is good, but are we saying he's that much better than Alex Woodworth or Manasse Mosi or DeAndre Planton? Like that's a good. I feel point. like they just have like four like solid dudes. And thank but is God. that but is that just a and Jacob Just a product of recency bias from seeing how bad the offensive line was before. Probably, but I mean, it's still taken a stride, and I think that's worth noting because I think this offensive line could be top six in the conference. We'll say they're top half in the conference. Okay. So, um, Rico Bus, he's not surprised. That's a guy who is going to have a lot of attention on him this year. Um, and Ladarius Hamilton as well. Because you look at those two guys and what do they have in common? They both lost their the guys next to them. So yeah. Ladarius Hamilton lost they TJ Tuolo. They each lost the most important player at their position. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say the most important person to them. No, I was like, I was like, damn, this guy dark. Um, no, no, Rico, like Rico, like crying in the corner, like Jalen, come back. Right, Rico lost Jalen, and uh, Ladarius lost TJ Tuolo and um, Roderick Young. Yeah, so, so. they they are firmly the leaders of their. Position group. Position group. So yeah. Um North Texas was picked first in the West and it wasn't even close, Colin. Do you think that they should have been twenty out of their twenty six votes from the media? And we are the media, Colin, even though we didn't have a vote. Twenty of twenty six on the pod. This is our vote. This is our vote right here. All right, this is our vote, Colin. How would you vote here? Twenty out of twenty six pick North Texas to win the West Division. And for those of y'all who don't know, the West Division consists of Rice, UTEP, UTSA, Southern Miss, UAB, and North Texas, and seven. That's six, right? See, this is why it's seven, Southern Miss, UAB, North Texas, and I don't remember. They don't matter. Damn. Um, <laughs> Damn, I have bad memory. I mean, how can you say any of those other teams are better? UTSA, step back. UTEP, step back. They just had that injury to... Uh, Quadras Wadley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, UAB, lost everybody. Uh, Southern Miss, eh. They're just an average team. They've been an average team for a long time. Uh, Rice. Oh, Louisiana Tech. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Just kidding. They do matter. Uh, they do matter. Law Tech, they're good. They're solid, but they're not... They're not going to be... I don't think they'll be as good as last year. 
that's a reasonable take. And then that's a very reasonable take. And then uh, Rice, yeah, we saw them last yeah. year. So how could you not vote North Texas first? I agree. <laughs> I mean, there are arguments that Southern Miss will be significantly better than last year, even though they did lose. They lost some talent on both sides of the ball, but they have so much returning top-end talent on defense. Um, and this isn't going to be our Conference USA preview section, but we're just looking at why the thought process behind North Texas right. first. UAB lost 35 seniors last year. They're going to be a little depleted, even though they have good players. And then Louisiana Tech, while, again, all three of those teams, I feel like have good top-end talent. I question, because they lost so much last year. And North Texas lost some too, to be fair. They, but they made up. But offensively, especially, North Texas is, is going to be a step ahead of all of those teams, by far. Like, the second best quarterback in the West Division is Amar Smith. Whoo, Amar Smith, Tyler Johnston from UAB, maybe? No, no. Uh, it's Jamar Smith. Frank Harris from UTSA. Yep, who didn't play last year? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. So it's Jamar Smith, and we've Jack seen Abraham. He is. he is who he is. Yeah, no. I agree. I agree. Um. So yeah, that's the thinking. I think. That's the thinking, I think. Uh, that's the thought process behind <laughs> North Texas being first by 20 out of the 26 um, people. We'll go through our full conference pr- predictions on the 23rd, and we'll go through everything. That 23rd podcast is going to be an hour and a half long. Yeah, so mark, we'll be there. So mark your calendars and just r- reserve the whole day, even though we're just not going to listen to the podcast 24 times. Yeah, even though the, the podcast isn't going to come out till like 7 p.m., just block the whole day off for it it's like a re- yeah. album like release. prepare for it like sit in your lay in your bed and go and prepare yourself listen to our old podcast to get prepared yeah, for that just catch up there so you anyways go. um that is that all i had one down oh real quick touching on the east let me pull up the damn uh press release real quick marshall was picked to finish first and let me pull it up though before i don't think this podcast is so un unorganized colin yeah. And I blame you for that. You Why is that my fault? Because you're the you're the brains. No, 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 no. You're not the brains of this podcast? I am the I'm like the, the IT, IT guy. guy. <laughs> like that kind of weird guy, you know what I'm saying? That that kind of sits in his office all day and then gets called out whenever Jesus you need help. Christ. Okay, That's me. really quickly. Marshall <laughs> is picked to win the East 14 uh first place votes. FI used to pick to come in second with nine. FAU is picked to come in third with three. And then you have a pretty big drop-off, in my opinion, to Middle Tennessee, who won the East last year. But, but lost a quarterback. Lost, lost some dudes. Western, Old Dominion, Charlotte, who we know who they are. Um, all right, Colin. I think I don't really want to get into the East yet. Again, conference preview coming the 23rd. Check that out. Let's get into our graduate transfers. On more, more specifically, let's get into the two graduate transfers that I don't think we covered. So no, because it came out after our depth chart. I believe they did. So we made our depth chart, spent a lot of time on that, and then we decided to sign, or North Texas decided to sign two cornerbacks. Yes. One from A&M, Nick Harvey. That's yes, Nick Harvey. And the other one, Dominique uh, Harrison. Harrison. They could be the one and two. Man. Like, and how big? Like, of a- like we came in with Cam, Cam Johnson and Jordan Roberts as the one and two, and we're like, yeah, that's pretty solid. But then you watch the highlights of Nick Harvey, who started at A&M, but then you know had injury issues. Yeah, and then you have Dominique. Uh, Her- I, keep, I keep forgetting. Yeah, that. I don't know either. Um, who came from Arizona State? And like, while he was like, he didn't start at Arizona State. He still is an Arizona State program pro- 
product. Right, he came. So he went. He came from Blaine, went to Arizona State last season, yeah. and yeah. So we'll see how that works out. I I just think it's so surprising that we were so certain that um oh this is okay. We forgot something. I we're gonna go back after we talk about Dominic Harrison though. Okay. Um, I think it's so surprising that we went from certainty at those that those positions. Like I wrote a full article on Cam yeah. Johnson and Jordan yeah. Roberts taking the next step. Cam Johnson had a great spring as well. Like yeah, Cam, which which even more confirmed our belief yeah. that we're like you know. Cam Johnson breakout star. Book it right now, Cam Johnson. And then they go out and get an A and M guy and an Arizona State guy, and we don't know anything yet the players barely know how good dominic harrison is like he's been here for two weeks right but just the fact that they brought those guys in it makes you wonder like do they trust their cornerbacks right now yeah and thing is you can look at those positions and say oh we're lacking depth i would believe you and i do believe you but i don't think that warranted two so you go through what they had beforehand you go you look at cam johnson you look at jordan roberts you look at um when whitlock when whitlock who they brought in from juco Right, Deshaun Gaddy. Right. Deshaun Gaddy, who they just recruited. Um, you go down that list of those four. Like, how many more? That's a pretty are, solid four. Like, how many more do you need? I mean, I mean, who? Else? Dorian Morris, Keelan Crosby. I think he might move to the nickel corner spot from what I saw today. But Keelan Crosby out there too. You have enough guys to. That more than enough. That guys. position's not a weakness. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Um. But you go out, and I understand getting one. I understand getting one. But yeah, Nick Harvey. Two, yeah. yeah, yeah. To get two, there's something. Something's not that, adding we, up. that apparently we don't know. But we know everything, Colin. <laughs> so we know everything. Okay. Maybe Jordan or Cam or Quinn had a, has off the field problem or something. I, I'm not they, speculating. Right. They, they the coaches saw something that we didn't or see, they, or they or, really don't trust or, them, or can't see, or just yeah, like you said, really don't trust them. I mean that makes sense because they you know they haven't played a lot, but Cam Johnson's like you said, spring had a great spring, and he's been here for a while, and he's been here. He knows the system. Uh, Jordan Roberts, <sighs> solid backup. Quinn Whitlock brought in solid player. Like, yeah, there's something we don't know, and it's going to be interesting to see if Nick Harvey ends up starting, if Dominique uh, Harrison. Harrison. Stop, stop that. I'm let just going to finish let, it every let, time. Let me, let me just just they call it. him Dominique. Uh, I just like to use first and last uh-huh. names. Anyways. If he becomes this uh, second corner on the other side of uh, Nick Harvey, does you know does does Cam Johnson move to third on the depth chart, which would be just a huge surprise to me, because these guys are com- they brought those guys in to compete with Cam Johnson. Yeah. You didn't you didn't bring them in for depth. Yeah. You brought them in to compete for the the number one corner spot. Yeah. Now I think r- right now my prediction right now, and this has a long way to go because I think this is one of the more competitive positions that there are. Is that Nick King and Cam Johnson will start? That's my prediction right now at this moment. Nick King, Nick Nick Harvey. I'm sorry, Nick okay. Harvey. Nick Harvey. Nick King. There's someone named Nick King. I don't somewhere. even know who that is. Nick Harvey and Cam Johnson will be the stars, in my opinion, as of right now. That we're right, still, that would be that would be fantastic. We're still four weeks away. Secondary. Yes, exactly. Secondary. That's exactly. Fantastic. And so then you throw in, you know, everyone else. But as it's just really weird to me to to do that to. I even though Jordan Roberts is a sophomore, like these are both graduate seniors, they're going to be gone after this year. So Jordan Roberts will be a senior or will be a junior next year. So it's not like that big of a deal, but it's just odd. And you don't have to is. play Deshaun Gaddy at all. When when, right? But when this is your year to go all in, I mean, right? We we've talked about this 
at lengths. When this is your year to go all in, why bring two corners like he said? Bring in Nick Harvey, that's fine. Just from his highlight tape, it yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Why not bring in a linebacker? Why not bring in another offensive lineman? Why not, why not bring lineman. in literally any other position that you know could be could be helped now to help you win the championship that you've been trying to win the last two years? Yeah. Another defensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good questions. Um, you remember Nick Harvey's uh, tape, all the yes. tweets that I put out and everything? Amazing. Is that how you would describe him? Yes. He looks... It's, it's something that I've never seen a North Texas secondary player do. And the thing is, Kimon Brooks and Nate Hall. I'm sorry. Whoa. Whoa. Kimon oh. Hall and Nate Brooks. Wow, I got those flipped. <laughs> All right, anyways. Kimon and Nate were really good players, and they showed that they're good at certain things, right? Kimon Hall had really good um, pursuit of the ball. He was really, he was like a guy that you could just blanket other guys. So, they often didn't even throw Kimon's way. They threw Nate's way more, which is why he had more picks, or they had the same amount of picks. I don't remember. Um, Nate is one of the longer guys. You know, he can make plays on the ball, in the air, all this stuff. Nick Nick Harvey, in the videos that I saw, just of his highlights, can break on the ball, can hit. Oh, my gosh. He looked like an all-around SEC corner. Combine Nate and Kimon and then add another notch. He, I mean, he's, he looked like an SEC corner. Yeah. So, and when you're talking SEC, conference you say it's, there's no reason to expect him to be that much worse besides the fact that he was injured last year. Right. And the so fact... He lost it. So, okay, at the very worst, he lost a step. At the very worst, can we say he's going to be Kimon Hall? Very worst, you could say he could be Nate Bro- He's Nate Brooks. Okay, he's whoever you think is better between Nate Brooks and Kimon Hall, he's going to be that. Yes. Okay, I think that's that's pretty damn that's big. Perfectly that's perfectly that's, yeah, that's So, that's anyways, perfect. that's that was my uh, Nick Harvey rant. He's, yep. He looked really good on film. I didn't get to see Dominic Harrison because it happened like two weeks ago. Um, nobody really knows anything about him, but I saw them both at, obviously, fall camp today. They both looked the part. They both looked, you know, big. They're graduate seniors, for God's sakes. They're men. Yeah, I think they're both going into their fifth year, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. But uh, they are... They're power five guys. They at least they look like power five guys. So which, which goes a long way. Yes, it does. It does. So we'll see how those two play out. I just think it was interesting that they went that route. And so let's tail it back around. Cause we're gonna do two something or nothings right now. Two something or nothings, Colin. Something or nothing. And for our longtime listeners, you'll know what this segment is. It's like this is fan favorite. Yes. This is very simple. I pose a question or Colin poses a question. One of us poses a question and we both say if it is something or if it is nothing. Okay. Pretty simple. It's not really a game, but follow along. So Colin, something or nothing. Again, this goes back to our conference Tuesday conversation. Something or nothing. Kyrie Muhammad, not on the preseason conference Tuesday team. Nothing because I don't think preseason rewards matter. Okay. But that, isn't that, isn't that a cop out answer? No, I don't think it's a cop. How can you say it's a cop out answer if nothing is decided until after the season? In that, I could sit here and go. DeAndre Torrey is going to be conference offense conference USA offense player of the year in the preseason. I can say whatever I want. Okay, then in that in that case, does... I think I think the only thing preseason awards give you is an idea of who people are paying attention to. Here's a better question: then. something or nothing? Kyrie Muhammad was snubbed. Something. 
Okay, that's very how different. I should have phrased it the very first time different. then. But even though I think you're wrong on the first one, I do think they matter in a sense, but I'll go with this one instead. So you do think he was snubbed? snubbed. I think he was snubbed, yeah, because he's been the most important defensive player on this team, or I, I should say in the secondary, in this team for the last two, two and a half years, two and a half years probably? Two years because Keyshawn McLean the year before that. Yeah, yeah but he was kind of, you know, Keyshawn kind of had that fall off with all those. Yeah. So It was, was kind of like, yeah, Kyrie was the brain and Keyshawn was the muscle. Right, so Kyrie has been very important in this secondary for the last, we'll say, two years. Yeah, um, he got snubbed, yes, because he's fantastic for you know Conference USA level player. But I want to go back to why you think they matter. Now, well, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish first. Uh, I don't, and first of all, I think he, I think it was only one year, two years ago they had Keyshawn. So okay, yeah, this year he's going to be the most important player on this defense. So I also would say something. And as much as I think that he is going to be the most important player on this defense, I think he's going to have the biggest impact on this defense. Um, I think Ladarius Hamilton will face a lot of double teams, a lot of chips, mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff. Um, Kyrie Muhammad, I don't... Either him or Taylor Robinson will lead this team in tackles. I could see him leading them this team in tackles, unless if one of the linebackers really steps up in a way I have not seen or heard of. Um, but Kyrie Muhammad will be the most important player on this defense. So yes, I do think he was snubbed. Now you are asking me why I think that they matter. To say that preseason accolades don't matter also says that postseason accolades are a little diminished in a Not way. At all. Not at all. Because preseason awards although they don't have a trophy that you hand out to them, they still notify people of, hey, this guy is the best player at this position, or this guy is really good. This guy is this and this. That's how Conference USA notifies the country or notifies other teams of okay, who is so, the best. So and that's how that's what the point of postseason awards is too, except those are more concrete. And so I'll agree that postseason awards are more important, but I'm not going to say that preseason awards are, are, are I, insignificant. I think, I think we just... Dis- Disagree in the way people. I think we're. I agree with what you're saying, but I don't look at preseason awards as, you know, what other teams need to be like. If Kyrie Muhammad deserves it, he'll get noticed. That makes sense. To the, he'll get noticed to the people that matter. Yes, but but again, going back to our conference USA conversation earlier, is that in order to push the guys that need to be pushed, as far as notoriety goes, you have to know who the good players are. Okay. Yeah, of course, but you need to be do more than give a preseason award. I'm just saying there. I could I could sit here and be make a website called ColinMitchellFootball.com, and I could have my preseason conference USA list, and I could post it, and that does not matter unless the player is one actually good and known, or two, I am also showing highlights or showing my evidence yes. for that. Okay. So, and since Conference I, USA doesn't now, do that. Now, you are saying something that I agree with in terms of watch lists. Like, I don't like watch lists. I don't like that 11 out of the 14 centers in Conference USA are nominated for the best, con- for the best center in the country. The eighth yeah. best conference in America has 11 out of 14 okay, centers yeah. <laughs> nominated for the best center in the country. Yeah. So anyways, I'm sorry. That is why I don't care about watch lists. So to your point on that... Yes, you can throw people's names out there and be like, Jacob Brammer's the best right tackle in the country. Duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You can just say stuff. 
You can let it slip sometimes. No, you can <laughs> you can just say stuff. But I'm saying in this, with this, the actual conference, media voting on this, something that they need to push, a press release, I think that it is at least somewhat important. So, um, Second, something or nothing. Which one was this? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Something or nothing, North Texas' decision not to bring in a JUCO or grad transfer inside linebacker. And you kind of touched on this already, but go ahead. Definitely something because, of course, what do we know after they brought in two corners, right? Um, <laughs> but definitely something, in my opinion, because you have Mike Lenahan, who wasn't a starter last season. You have Katie Davis, who wasn't a starter last season. So you have two guys... Yeah, and it's supposed to get the majority of the snaps that haven't really played a whole lot. And below them, you have Larry Nixon, you have Will uh, Will Masters, you have Tyreek Davis, who's kind of, although I picked them on my top, whatever talented yeah. players. Sadly, he could. I mean, he could break out. Right, he could break out. And then behind them, who do you have? You have the freshman. Murphy brothers. Yeah, exactly. A freshman. So unless they expect those guys to come in and play well, because you're referring to the. Who are you referring to? To come the in Murphy play brothers, okay. the Murphy brothers, any of the freshmen, I should yes. say, because Mike Lenahan, he is what he is. He's a senior. You know what you're going to get from him. Yep. Katie Davis, he's a sophomore. There's room to improve, but we would have seen flashes of what if he was supposed to be like an EJG or a, yeah. or a Brandon Gardner. Brandon Gardner. So for them not to try to bring in that SEC linebacker yeah. as opposed to an SEC corner, it kind of you know makes me wonder. Do they plan on playing other guys? Are the linebackers going to share a lot of snaps? Because what they have right now, you know, from top of the chart to the bottom of the depth chart, is it really, like, hugely different? We've gone through this before. All fair. Inside linebacker is their weakest position group, and it's not even close. Not even close. What is second? I don't know. Right tackle? And I like <laughs> and Jacob Bramer. good. I like that's Jacob pretty good. Uh, Safety, Taylor Robinson. I like Taylor Robinson. Uh, I don't even know who else is there is that has a the second corner. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Jordan Roberts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so anyways, to not address your staggeringly it's, weakest it's, it's, position, it's a glaring weakness. It is a glaring hole right now. And now I am of the belief that Katie Davis is going to be the best linebacker of this group. Brandon yeah. Gar Brandon Gardner told me. That Katie Davis is going to be the best linebacker of this group. Right. So I'm going to run with that until it proves to be not true by a mile. So Katie Davis is going to be good. Let's say he's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying these guys are going to be bad. Yes. Okay. Well, you kind of are. Mike Lenahan, he is what he is. He's okay. They're okay. They're solid. From last year. Exactly. They're just average Conference USA linebackers. Mm -hmm. That is still a weakness. On this team. On this team. Right. Because of all the, the strength that... Every other position has basically, except for I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna get into them again. But anyways, to bring in two corners was staggering. And so what I'm thinking is what happened is that they went after. They had to have gone after one, right? Mm -hmm. So we're both in agreement. It's something. Uh, it they had to have gone after one. This is my devil's advocate. They went after one or probably more inside linebackers, and none of them came. And so at the end of the day, they were not like, even a, but they're like, all right, let's go guy. get corners. Not even a Juco guy. You know, there's a Juco guy out there who the team could have taken a shot on. Okay, you have these four corners. Cam Johnson, Gordon Roberts, Quinn Whitlock, and Deshaun Gaddy. We'll say Deshaun Gaddy is yeah. the fourth corner. You would pick Dominique Harrison, who might not even play next year, right? 
I mean, like consistently, minutes, who might yeah. not even who or might snaps. not even play next year consistently, over getting taking a chance on a JUCO linebacker that may or may not improve your team. I would have rather them taken a taken a risk than them getting a sixth corner that can play. Yeah, no, I I I agree, and I do think that it's it's going to be a topic of conversation for a lot of this season because it's hard to okay. Last year's last year's teams linebackers and run defense won them most all their games. Most of the games, yes. If they lose games because of these linebackers, this is yeah, this is huge. This is the senior again, like you said. This is the year you have to go out and win games. This is the year you have to go out and put everything you have on the line to win games. If you are, I don't understand how Seth looks at this and that looks at the offseason he just had before, where Kansas State was at his door. And he decides to come back for Mason's senior year, and you don't look at your depth chart and look at, damn, we have one weakness here, and it's two positions. It's not one position, it's two. And so, yeah, okay, you move Tyreek Davis over there. Maybe he can start. Who knows? Mike Linehan and Will Will the Masters, like you said, we kind of know what they are. They were backups last year. They looked okay at times, but the drop off between Brandon Gardner and EJ Ajia and them is miles yes. and it and that's the case for all of these linebackers i feel like unless if one of them will again katie davis is my pick maybe tyreek davis can make take a step forward maybe one of the other guys can, can take a step forward but right now the difference between ej idea brandon garner and everybody else here that we've just named is big enough to maybe cost them a game more than a game you you can say but for even sure. if it even if it only cost them a game it's too much because of I think the corner, is. like we said, the corner position, I don't think would is if you brought in one of the two, is fine. It's like a I strength, said, if, he, if anything. Exactly. If you bring in Nick Harvey and some JUCO guy, any any JUCO guy that just looks like he can play for a linebacker, you for mean, a linebacker, yeah. I'm happy. But it's it's just so odd to me that they that they did this. And I mean, you mentioned them losing just one game. Yeah, they under we we said they underperformed last season. Yes, and that's with you know arguably their best defense in like the last 10 years yeah. so, so you take away ej G and brandon garner without them you didn't win the utsa game last year oh god no without right. them EJ you didn't you, cool without dog. them you didn't get so many stops inside of the red zone yeah i mean i mean you could lose they you dominated could, that smu game yeah. yes you take them away you could you could lose you could say they lose three more games they dominated the arkansas game where they were killing the arkansas front line they, they, they were games where they just destroyed teams with their pass rush. And so I've been asking people, I've been asking players and coaches, how did you replicate the, the, how do you replicate the pressure you got on the quarterback last year after losing those two guys and two defense alignment as well? Even though Rod Young and Tuwalo weren't pass rushers per se, they still were had a presence inside. Right. And while I don't think defensive line is going to be a worry, I feel like they have enough depth there to be fine. Look at the numbers. EJ and Brandon accounted for probably more than half of the sacks last year. Yep. Probably close to 70% of the sacks last year. So to replicate that, you're going to have to do a lot of work. And you didn't do it in the offseason, so you're going to have to do it now in the fall camp. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, those are the two something-nothings for this one. Let's get into position battles. Okay. We've kind of touched on them in a way, kind of, sort of. Um, first, yeah, let's do the top three position Oh, here it is. Top three positions with most competition. Top three positions. That rhymes. We'll go. We'll go. 
You tell one, I'll tell one, you tell one, I tell one. Alright, so you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Let me get my laptop on my knee. Alright. <laughs> okay. My number one. This is going to be a little bit of a... I don't know if it'll be a surprise or not. It doesn't matter. The Z receiver. So that's Greg White. We're assuming. Jair Shorter. Uh, Austin Agumakin, maybe. Who knows? Uh, those three, basically. I'm not including Hatib Lyles. And or it's the Hatib, by the way, not Khatib. Yes, it's it's Hatib. So the K is silent in Khatib Lyles. So it's not Khatib Lyles. It's Hatib Lyles. So yeah. Anyways, the Z wide receiver position, and I say this because if you read my uh, if you read my VIP story I put out today, shout out to all my VIP subscribers. Uh, Jair Short had a hell of a day today. Mm-hmm. Like he's a man. <laughs> he's a monster. And he's yeah. going to be a retro freshman. So, anyways, Jair Short is a baller. Uh, I could potentially see him giving Greg White a run for his money for that position. So, that's my first one. Okay. Uh, my first one uh, my first one's going to be corner because they kind of made that happen with their, their two <laughs> They constructed competition there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we already talked about this. Nick Harvey probably beat out Cam Johnson if he's healthy. Dominic Harrison, although we don't know what he is, they brought him in for a reason. So, he's competing for... Yeah one of the two starting corner spots. So Jordan Roberts and Cam Johnson are battling for their positions that we thought were cemented at the beginning of the season, yeah. beginning of the offseason. Um, that's my number one. And you can look at it from a perspective of, you know, competition will make them better. And obviously it will. I think this is good for the cornerback position. And that's not what we're not saying that bringing those two guys in will hurt that position or it won't matter. I think that will be good for the cornerback position. Of course. We're just weighing in that against the possibility of adding a linebacker. So that's all to clarify that. Um, okay, my second one is going to be running back. And I had an interesting conversation on Twitter about this earlier in the week. But those people who think DeAndre Torrey is going to get like 80% of the carries are are crazy. And we I love DeAndre Torrey. DeAndre Torrey yeah. is a hell of a back. DeAndre Torrey is a great back that can do a lot of things he's the most versatile back in this group he's the most explosive grip can't speak he's the most explosive back in this group he is a great pass catcher he can do a lot in the return game like you name it he is he's got a lot better pass blocking as well Mm -hmm. but this group is so deep like i was watching them today nick smith looks like a man right now nick smith oscar attaway is a man like, you, Lauren Easley, you remember him? The guy who started the first five games of the year? He's back. And while I don't know if he's 100%, because that ACL injuries are obviously tough, take a while, he's back. So, and he's practicing, and he's out there. So, you, I just named four guys that can compete with Nick with DeAndre Torrey. Yeah. And I'm not even including, obviously, like Evan Johnson and guys like that. Right. So, Trey Sagers as well. That's the other one I was forgetting. Um... So yeah, I think that's a big competition right there. I think it's going to be I'm I'm right now I'd pick DeAndre Torrey to start a majority of the games this year, but you know, look look out for those other guys too. They 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 can all make plays. Yeah. And they're all they can all do different things. Absolutely. Um I actually had them as my second as well. Piggyback real quick and then Go I'll ahead. tell you my third. So yeah, I mean, especially with Bodie Reader now too. If he does want to run out two tight ends out there and he wants to you know, play more of a pro style offense, which kind of sounds that, it's not gonna be pro not pro style but like you know they're gonna run more i feel like they'll they'll have more versatility 
And so they they can run more. So here's the thing. The third and ones <laughs> are going to have an, an extra tight end, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, at I the very least. Joke. And would you rather have DeAndre Torrey out there who obviously is great and but he's would you rather I would rather have Lauren Easley out there cuz he's bigger. Yeah. Like on in those situations. Yes. So I mean, we saw Lauren Easley last year against Slotek. If he he had 111 if, yards, if, I think if, that game. If his knee survived the next half, I mean the last quarter, yeah, he, he would have started the rest of the season. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Oscar Attaway could get some snaps. Yeah. This season as a true freshman. So I think everyone needs to kind of keep 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 it uh, realize that DeAndre Torrey is good. And great for this team. And he's probably the best back. And probably their best back now. But expect one of those other three possibly to take him out of that, you know, starting spot because they are also going to improve. Yeah, there's going to be competition at that one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let me go my third now. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yes, third. My third. Go ahead. Uh, third one is going to be, you know, <laughs> even though it's a big drop off uh, from last year, middle line or inside linebacker. I think there's going to be a competition. I think. Now there's two inside linebacker positions. Are we just packing them into one? Yeah, I'm just packing them into one. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. So right now we have or we have Mike Lenahan and Katie Davis. We're assuming that that's going to be the starters. Yeah, that could change. That could change to Will the Masters. Um, if Tyreek Davis, like we said, I don't see a big drop off between Mike Lenahan and whoever else. Yeah. Um, I like Larry Nixon as well. Shout out. Yeah, and Larry Nixon. So, I mean, you have four guys that could possibly all start because they're all kind of I mean, outside that's, of Katie Davis. You know, oh, is that five? Yeah, with Larry Nixon, if you had Larry. Okay, and we're so, not even adding the freshmen. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and the Murphy brothers. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, so that's that's my third. Yeah, that, that was my third as well. And I think we've beaten that that position group to, yeah, to the so, ground. So, we'll stop. So let's, let's get to the next one. Actually, wait. There's, I thought there was something. No, no, no. So... Okay, yeah, this is what I want to talk about next. Where's my phone calling? Oh, the questions? Yes. I don't know where you put it. Wow. Unprepared. Got it. Unprofessional. Got it. All right, here we go. We're all about professional. So, here we go. The question comes from NTSN, and a lot of people actually asked, wanted to know this question. So, mm-hmm. um,. He says, who is going to win the quarterback two job? You know, going into most teams offseason, you feel like be a talking point, but this team has four freshman quarterbacks on it, and everyone is thinking what's going to happen after Mason Fine. And that is honestly probably one of the most like important topics to talk about during the season because without Mason Fine this year, like if Mason was a senior last year, you don't have Seth this year. No way. Yeah. Map potentially. I mean, I mean, yes, theoretically. Let's be honest. Okay. So you could okay, you could argue that Seth wouldn't be here. Okay. So I'm gonna yeah. be more as tame. PC. Um, PC. Yeah. So you have Austin Aney, Jason Bean, Kaysen Martin, the great Kaysen Martin, and Will Keen. Three of those guys are competing for the the second spot, and Kaysen Martin, Austin Aney, and uh, Jason Bean, and they're gonna be the starter next year. One of those guys. Here's so. Here's a question I have. Okay, ask a question. We've been going kind of off topic this whole time anyways. <laughs> ask it. Instead of a second cornerback, should they have brought in a Juco quarterback? 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what the Juco quarterback market is like. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, there's this guy out of New Mexico. Yeah, he went Mississippi something. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I don't know who Juco quarterback would be, theoretically. I don't That's know. I'm just saying, theoretically, if you can go get a – even if he's going to be a junior next year or this year, and so next year he's going to be a senior, you know, to help bridge that gap one year, right? I feel like if you're in the win-now mentality – Getting a backup quarterback with one of your scholarships just to wait. Well, okay, if they're going okay. okay if, you mean another one? Because all, right, all if, these guys are on on scholarships, obviously. Right, but I mean, like, yeah, like sorry. throw another one on there. Don't yeah. have like five backup quarterbacks. Right, and all of them could arguably play the second quarterback yes. position. So, okay, so you bring in you bring so you're in saying the, it's unnecessary. Right, okay. it's unnecessary because why prepare for the future if you're trying to win now and convince. Not only your current coaching staff and Seth and everyone else, because if he leaves, then, you know, goodbye to half the team. But, well, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, who's here? Like, the seniors and everything. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have all the seniors leave. You're going to have, if Seth leaves, why, why not win now to try to convince all of those people to stay along with the commits to stay? Because if you don't win this year, last year's hype was all for nothing. Yeah, fizzles out. Was all for nothing. So... I can counter that by saying backup quarterback right now it does not look strong. All right? Mason Fine is – I'm not going to say he's, he's probably not going to get hurt this year. But theoretically, you have this team out there. You don't have Quinn Shambor, who I think by far would be the, the backup quarterback on this group. I think Austin. I think he would still be – bro, Quinn could throw. Don't don't sleep on Quinn. Do you remember that throw against Iowa? Yeah, two years ago. Do you remember it? I remember. The he throw. could throw. Damn it. <laughs> Anyways, um, you don't have that at least senior presence at least too. You have young guys back there, and Austin Annie's not young. He's whatever twenty seven, whatever. But you just don't have that trust. I feel like as a backup quarterback. And then also my, well, another reason I asked this is because if you go get a JUCO guy that's going to be a junior next year, he has a year in the system. He has a year behind Mason. He has Those a year with else. Bodie. Yeah, but they're not going to be seniors next year, and they're not going to be potentially better than what you have now. Okay, they're not going to be seniors. Austin Aini. I'm sorry, better than what you could have as a ju- from a JUCO player. Right, okay. You have three guys on this roster, possibly, that could be the second quarterback. All of them are going to improve. All of them are going to have a third year in the system. All of them are red shirts, except for Will Kane, but he's you know kind of he's a, freshman. a freshman, true freshman. And Austin Aini was recruited by TCU. Then became in a Yankee. Like 2012. Right. Okay. In 2012. But the talent is there. You buy, you grab a Juco guy. He's playing against. Okay. You're going from a Juco guy that is putting up like. Okay. No, we're not going to bag Juco guys because DeAndre Torrey is a Juco guy. I'm not bagging Juco guys. Yes, you are. No, I'm saying you can't say that a Juco guy coming in is going to be better than who they have. I'm not saying Juco guys are bad. DeAndre Torrey, obviously. There's, there's no... If you go get one of the top Juco quarterbacks, let's say top 10, I think there's good reason to believe that Do they're better than Austin. Do you want to know who's the top 10 Juco quarterback? Who? Demarcus Smith. Oh my gosh. We're going back in history. All right. I'm just going to keep pulling the DeAndre Torrey card until I die. Because you, DeAndre Torrey... Well, I'm, not say, I'm not saying Juco guys are bad. EJG was a Juco guy at Yes, one he point. was. Right. I understand... That's, yes. I understand that there are good Juco guys. But why not get somebody that can help his team now with that. So instead of, so you'd rather have you, Dominic so, Harrison instead so, of a backup so, quarterback. Yes. 
Okay. I disagree. Would you rather have a backup quarterback than a middle linebacker? No. No, 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 no. So we're splitting hairs here? No, we're not splitting hairs. There's a big difference between getting a Juco inside linebacker, which no, 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 is no. top between priority. Between the quarterback and cornerback. Are we splitting hairs? Maybe, but it's still a hair in the direction of a backup quarterback. I don't think this team needs a backup quarterback. Well, that's why I just disagree with you. I think, I'm not going to say they need one, per se, but I feel like they need it more than they needed a sixth cornerback, in your words. I'm just saying. So anyways, that was my side tangent on that. I don't remember what we were asking. Oh, backup, backup quarterback position. Well, we were just Let me answer about. the question, though, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, so Jason Bean ran out there first with the backups today. And I was like, okay, Jason Bean looks good, you know. Bean is slinging it around. And then Austin Annie ran out there, and gosh, he can throw the ball. Man, he can throw. I thought he was bad. He can throw the ball. You're 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 winning my argument for me. Look, Thanks. Austin Enney is really good. So, uh, I per- personally, if I had to pick, J- the thing is Bean can run. So that's a big thing. That's a big difference between him and Annie. So maybe that's why they lean towards him. Uh, but it was so weird to me because they don't run with Mason until Quinn Chambord checks into the game. Right, because he couldn't throw as good as Mason. Well, he could throw though. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Did Jalen Guyton? Quinn Shampoor slander did, will not be tolerated I'm here. Not sh- I'm not slandering him, but did Jalen Guyton get that touchdown pass or did Quinn Shambor? It's not important. It's, <laughs> it's not important. important. Regardless. Important. So, anyways, uh, Jason Bean looks like the coach's favorite still, um, barely, and Austin Annie is my favorite still, barely. So that's how that goes for, for them, Kaysen fans out there. Sorry, sorry, I'm really sorry. He's not beating out the other two. At least not at this moment, and he probably won't for this season. Next year, who knows? Maybe he could. But the second like, spot again? No, it'll be the be the starter. Maybe he can get the starting job. I think Austin Ng, future for Mason. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be kind of surprised if they start next year with a redshirt sophomore. But he's mature. He's a man. Okay, that's not the point. It is the point. How many college seasons has he played? Last year was his first, and he didn't play. Okay, he so redshirted. We'll have, so I have three hundred. Okay, Mason Fine started as a true freshman. Look at oh, that. Oh, Austin Annie is Mason. <laughs> no, Fine. no, no! I'm pulling out. All I got right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Remember uh, Alex Morris, the yeah, the quarterback. Alec Morris. Alec Morris. I'm sorry, Alex Morris is yeah. a safety. Alec Morris. Yeah. Why can't we get him as a backup? Is, that's what I want. A true freshman beat him out. That's why. Would you rather have Alec Morris? Coming in, the, okay, that's a good argument, actually. Would you rather have Alec Morris and Nick Harvey? Or Dominic Harrison, Nick Harvey? Yes. Alec Morris. I want a backup quarterback, Colin. That's what I want. I need this. Sorry. Right, we have to move on. All right, anyways. We have to move on. Um, what was it? Anyways, what's your, so your prediction is Austin Annie? Yes. My prediction, is that your prediction of who is going to play the backup quarterback snaps? Yes. Because from what I've heard, I, I, I think they like Jason. I think how it would go is both of them will kind of be like the, the second guy, quote unquote, and depending, in how it, and, and depending how a game is going. The blowouts I don't count as who's going to be. I'm saying depending how the game is going. I'm saying like, if Mason James jams his finger, who's going in? Jason, because it's a safer bet. I, I agree. I think, I think and that's Jason's only because the running the ball, you're less likely to turn it over. <laughs> it's true. And, sure. and if he's able to get outside, like like uh like Quinn last year against FAU, yeah, 
I mean, if read you, option and if, and if Austin isn't able to throw for whatever reason, yeah. then yeah, it's, it's a safer bet. Yeah, you're not going to be slinging the rock around with your backup. So. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think Jason is in the lead right now. I personally like Austin, but I like Jason as well. But I think Jason's in the lead for the coaches. All right. Oh, we have a something or nothing. Oh, gosh, this is the fun one. Damn. So this is fun. All right. Something or nothing. Hold on. Let me make sure I read this right. I don't want to. I don't want to misread it. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. We have one more. We have one more tab to do. Okay. Two. All right, Colin. Name two players, established players, yeah. that could lose their jobs this year. I'm starting this time? Yes. Because I don't want to start. You know, this so, hurts. So this, I, me, I, I know. I know. Me, okay. You're going to preface it? Oh, you want to preface it? I do want to preface it. So we're ranking who is most likely to lose their job during the season that is an established starter on this team. Because it's, I believe it's prob. I mean, it usually happens to one guy, more yes. or less. Um, like for example, Jamie King, uh, and the Joe Zogu. Yeah. Complex was kind of weird last year. Uh, for example, two years ago, Nate Brooks lost his job. Yeah, uh, to Eric Jenkins, who wasn't playing. So. Yeah, three years ago, uh, Alec Morris lost his job. Mason <laughs> Fine in the first game this season. Yeah. Anyways. So anyways, it, there's a precedent of one having it. We're just going to name two. Again, these are established guys that we're not expecting to lose their job. But, but we could see. Happen. Yeah, we could just see like, and this is not because of injury either. This is just because maybe something breaks wrong and maybe the guys in the backup just really have a good, good, uh, good series or two. Okay, so my number one. Preface the hell out of that. Go ahead. Mike Law. And I hate to say this because I love, I love, I love Mike. Law. I don't agree with him. Sorry, go ahead. I don't agree with we you. We saw his snaps go down last season. So his catches saw, go down. Catches went down. I, I think, think Jalen Darden. See, but are they the same? Now they are, I guess, technically, since we're adding tight right, ends. Right. Okay. Yeah. Of See, go ahead. Go. Go ahead. So, if you're adding tight ends, I think Jalen Darden replaces Mike Law as the inside receiver. As the inside receiver. If that second tight end doesn't end up being what he needs to be, then I think they keep Mike Law in. But if it goes to plan, I believe Jalen Dart will supplant Mike Law as the starting uh, wide receiver. Man, this is tough. This is difficult. This is difficult. There's only one person here that I consider established that I think could possibly lose their job. Who is it? Damn it. I don't want to do this. Just say it. Because I like this guy. Okay, I like Mike Law. He was on the podcast. He might have a show on the podcast. Right. <laughs> it's true. All right, uh, this is the only one I can see. Um, Taylor Robinson. Safety. Um, now, also, I say this because I really, really, really like the guys behind him. It's kind of the DeAndre Torrey thing. Yep. I really like Mikhail Sanders, and I really like Alex Morris. So those two guys, like, I could see... Like those are guys that I could see starting at North Texas. Like they could start for Taylor. I they feel could like, start now, and I wouldn't. Yeah, deny. I feel like the dolphin, the the dolphin, the difference between Taylor Robinson and Alex Morris and Mikhail Sanders is not big at all. And while Taylor Robinson had a really good year last year, uh, at times when he was injured, Mikhail Sanders came in and was really good too. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Taylor Robinson's gonna have to have a good year, and he's a senior. I expect him to. He's a smart guy. He's Kyrie's. Um, friend i mean they are good together on the field but we have to name two that's that's one for me i forgot we have to name two shoot okay, two i'm picking running back that's, damn it that's a cop out damn it um it's right, too good to, to pick anybody else 
obviously, I don't think Nick Smith could take the starting spot. I think he's he's kind of you know found his role as the guy to kind of give a spark off the bench there. I think Lauren Easley could take DeAndre Torrey for obvious reasons. Yeah. Man, oh man. I mean, you can just say line, nope. I'm not calling. I'm not gonna. Not gonna. I already out. know what you're gonna pick. No, you don't. Okay, you, you don't at all. Okay, I don't at all. All right, let's go through these. Hold on. No, stop. Just say it. <laughs> gut feeling. Like on a test where if you if you have the gut and then you switch it, you're wrong. Pick the gut feeling. The thing is on the defensive side of the ball, there's there's only like a few established guys. So the only established guys that we can pick from here are going to be Kyrie Muhammad, Taylor Robinson, Joe Zogu, uh, Ladarius Hamilton, and Jameel Moore. Okay, so tell me who it was. Tell, tell the audience. I'm picking between two right now. Actually, yeah, no. I don't believe in the offensive line backups enough to take out one of the offensive line. I was going to say DeAndre Planton. You almost. But... <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it, man. DeAndre, I feel, I feel like he's get, he has to be good. Like, I've I think seen it's him... funny that we're saying this when all we've seen him is in fall camp in spring. Yeah. And we're like... We're like... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, so I'll go Jamil Moore. And even though, even though, funny story, this is not going to happen. Jamil Moore is not going to lose his do- job unless if like, I don't even, they even moved Tyreek Davis to line, inside linebacker just because he's so good. But Jamil Moore is not going to lose his job, first of all, but this is my pick. And Jackson Gibbs, I felt bad. I felt bad uh, Jackson was uh, getting yelled at by ref today so much Jackson Gibbs was like he, he was on coach uh coach ref was 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 on him today and he's on everyone but maybe it's just what I saw but he was on Jackson today I was like okay damn Jackson come on I, come on Jackson so, I'm here I'm here for you buddy yeah so I believe in Jackson um if not maybe one of the other corners could move to nickel corner uh uh Quinn Whitlock uh, Dread, okay. Dreads, Dread, 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 Bro- Dread Brothers. Yeah, so I mean, so there's there's some things that could happen there. Who knows? You know, maybe you just go with the uh, DeAndre Planton one, so then you can kind of be. Who knows? No. Anyways, <laughs> okay. that was my pick. All right, is something or nothing. Something now? or nothing. Let's get to it. All right, here we go. Something or nothing. Kelvin Smith is the only good tight end. Absolutely. And uh, I said this with my Mike. Kind of, kind of dabbled into this a little bit with my Mike Law, um, being replaced by Jalen Darden. I said if they have a second tight end that can play, Jalen Darden will take a spot. If not, Mike Law is the pick because he is better at blocking, and he's more of that. He fits better with that. Now you're saying you're saying you'd rather play Mike Law instead of a below average second tight end. I'd rather play Mike Law than Jason Pertle. Okay. I think Mike Law gives you a lot more than Jason Pertle does. And I'm not trying to bash Jason Pertle, but Jason Pertle had a really good catch today, right? I mean, we, he, he had a catch last season too, but I don't think of Jason Pertle as a guy that's gonna go out there and beat Kelvin Smith. Here's my thing: they don't have another versatile guy that can do a lot. Cole McCrary is a blocker first, right? Block first, receive Jason second. Pertle Even though first. Kelvin was on our podcast, being like, "Hey, watch out for Cole," you know, he's got some hands too. All right, Kelvin. But there, we need to see it a little bit more, and they will have opportunities to see it. So we will have opportunities to see them 
do things that they might not have done before. We'll mm-hmm. see Jason Pertle block. We'll see Cole McCrary receive. Yep. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Astro Alberting on the field as a true freshman. That would be. But if not, I agree with you. I'd rather have Mike Law or Darden out there. Yeah, well, and, so. and, and me saying Mike Law getting replaced by Jalen Darden isn't because I think Mike Law is worse than Jalen Darden. They do different things. Yes. So if you have two tight ends out there, say you have two Kelvin Smiths out there. One a little bit worse than the other. I'd rather have Jalen Darden out there because well, his, his, because the other quote unquote Kelvin Smith adds what Mike Law would add, and then Jalen Darden kind of adds that it factor. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is though, if they go one running back, one tight end, there's only three receivers on the field. Right, but then you, that's similar to what what we saw last year though, where Mike Law was playing. See, but don't you have to pick between Mike Law and Jalen Darden in that situation too? It gets tricky. Well, well, if they have the two tight ends set and they bring out Jalen Darden, then yes, I think that Jalen Darden would then play with a running back. Okay. But if the second tight end isn't good, I, th- I think they're going to try to keep continuity. You're not going to have Mike Law in for half the snaps and then Jalen Darden in for the other half, if that's the way it's split up yeah. in terms of formations. I think one of them is going to get 70%, the other one will get 30%, kind of like last year. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we see JD on the outside a little bit more. Even Which though, I wouldn't even be opposed to. He's a little to. small, but I mean, I he has quickness. He has the hands. Yeah. He has the elusiveness. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's something that could. So it's just a matter of fit for me. Yeah. I think they're gonna get really creative with their formations and their packages and their personnel this year. Like because they can. I mean, yeah. they are really versatile. Tight ends kind of lacking though. Yeah. So that's that's our whole thing. Is that we think it's something that I see. I don't. I think it's something in terms of what they want to do, but I think they understand that they're not there yet with the personnel. And it's going to, I mean, they're right. losing Kelvin after next year, after this year. So got to pick it up. But the first year that they're putting in this kind of tweak to where they want to use tight ends more, they only have one truly, truly, truly reliable tight end. Right. But they have Mike Law and Jalen Darden who are great slot receivers. So yep. it's kind of a weird thing. So I don't know. Weird. I don't they're, think they're not going to go all in on right, it. I don't think year. they're going to force the issue. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're going to go with what works best for this team. If it ends up Jason Pirtle being a reliable catcher, and he's catcher. able to be well with, because I don't think Jason Pirtle's a receiver. If he yeah. if he if he's good with Kelvin out there, then yeah, Jalen Jalen I think we'll see. Pirtle was basically a receiver. Right, he was a receiver. Yeah, he he played with Mason, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he was a receiver. He's just a little bit slow, so they moved him tight end. Yeah. Okay. So, first, I think that's all, I, that's all we have for position battles. Yeah, that's it. All right. I'm going to cop out on the fall camp takeaways because I published a uh, VIP story on that today on the site. Go check that out if you want to. I posted, you know, trends I saw. I posted breakout candidates. I saw guys who are returning that are established guys who had really good days as well so it's not just new guys you've never heard of it's guys that you have as well so um but we did get a question so i do want to answer this one from preston phelps he said who stood out on both sides of the ball at fall camp opening day um i'll give you all a little tidbit here of the but please be sure to go subscribe to 24 7 sports because it pays bernie's bill yes because this this is free that is not so anyways <laughs> um like i said jair shorter looked really good he looked really good. So I was, I was impressed with him and his, um, not only his route running, but his ability. He beat 
a corner. I don't remember who it was against, but he beat a corner on the far side for a touchdown and Mason threw a really good ball and hit him in the corner of the end zone. So that was he showed some versatility there. Um trying to think who else. Um obviously the Ladarius Hamilton is a monster. God, he's big, bro. They I think yeah, Seth said he got went from two forty to two forty five to two sixty. I remember during the uh, marketing day shoot, he was unable to fit in his jersey. Man is huge. Yeah, he's bigger. Huge, 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 huge. Anyways, uh, him, uh, obviously Mason. I thought Mason was good, as usual. All right, that's your CP. Shout out Mason Fine. Mason Fine's got to be on the podcast one day. Don't worry about it. We'll get him. Who else? There's got to be one more. We should celebrate with, after they win the conference championship and a New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> New Year's Six Bowl? Yeah. 13, 14 and 0. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And it's going to... Oh, man, I can't wait for our season preview. Oh, just to let everyone know, we are going to go to 10 of the 13 games. We are planning on going on 10 of the 13 games. So that'll be some good coverage. Or, or 11 of the 14 if they go to a conference championship game. Well, actually... I know, 11 of the 14. Not. Probably Listen, not, actually. Stop. Not. 11 of the 14. We're Unless it's it. like Louisiana Tech. It could be Louisiana Tech. We're calling it here. Or it's in Denton. Woo! I'm ready. Anyways, can you uh, continue with a question? Yes, sorry. I have one more question to answer. Oh, we had three more. I answered or one two of more. them. You had four questions, but you had two more. NTSN, I already answered that one. He said who's going to win the back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then my man Evan Frantum said that he wanted us to discuss the uh, graduate transfers. And I think we discussed that pretty well. Uh, yeah. the, he also said 2020 commits. We'll get into that. I was thinking about maybe just doing a separate podcast for commits, for recruiting. Maybe on my own during the, during the week sometime. Just run through them and just... Yeah, know, maybe give people what they want if they really want it. Let us know if you want it. Yeah, at Bruni. At me. Oh, we do have two more. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we said NTSN also sent us how do y'all think the defense is gonna play this year? Also, what defense player is gonna break out and decline? Also, who's winning the kicker job? Okay, we're gonna skip the first part of this question because we have a full defense preview coming out next week. Next week, the ninth. Yeah. In case y'all didn't see the schedule, go look at my Twitter. Next week's the defense preview, full defense preview. Week after is the full offense preview. Week after is the season preview slash conference USA and predictions and whatnot. Like what we did for basketball. Mm -hmm. And then the week after that is the Abilene Christian preview and whatnot. So I'm not going to answer the first part of the question, but second part of the question I think we maybe could touch on. Uh, Defense player that's going to break out and decline. Man. I'm just throwing this on you, but I think breakout. Yeah, I haven't heard these. So breakout. Uh, look for Dion Noble and Darian McMillan, the two oh, new starting defensive linemen. I think those guys are going to be really uh solid. Uh, decline. Shit, I'm I I already said Taylor Robinson. I might as well just hold with it. I might as well, even though I love right. Taylor Robinson. He's one of yeah. the best interviews to do. Um, I would pick Dion Noble because from the flashes we saw last year, he he can he's a monster inside yeah. cam johnson my other one if he starts at one of the corner spots um just because he i mean like you said he's he showed us flashes in the spring um again it's just odd that they brought in those two corners so uh decline wise man that's tough for me uh i Derek think the secondary i think the i don't want to say ladarius because i think his impact on the game will be the same i think it's not numbers will, i think his numbers will be down yeah okay and i don't I, I wouldn't consider that a decline yeah i agree just because you don't put stats up doesn't mean you're, Not you're declining. Right. right, exactly. So, like you said, he'll be double this year, a lot more, and that might make his numbers decline. So I don't think you can say that he'll decline. Maybe give me like a... Man. 
There's not much on this defense you can look at and be like, this guy's going to climb because there's not enough guys who have elevated. All the guys that elevated last year are gone. The two yeah. corners, yeah. the two linebackers. All the guys that took a game notch up, uh, besides Kyrie, I guess, and Ladarius. But. Only guy, okay, I will say one guy. Joe, me too. Joe Zogu or Jamie King, one of them two we decline. Will, will decline and give the other one the a full, full job. Uh, kicker job... I'm gonna, want, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I don't even want to talk about. I have not looked at the kicking job. And I, I probably either. should, but I have not. You know, they should have brought in a kicker. <laughs> they should have brought. In, they should have brought in a kicker. I, I could already read your mind. Now, once you once you said, oh, listen, yeah, all right. I went to I went to spring camp with uh with Bernie, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real now. Now them forty yard field goals and then thirty five yard field goals they were they were looking a little tough they were looking they were tough. wobbly they were a little wobbly a little shank sometimes you know the goalpost was feeling it you might see a lot more uh, going for it on fourth Cole Headland ain't walking through that door and Trevor Moore Cole is Hedlund not is, walking through that door you know who knows if there is a player on that team that you know played soccer as a kid Dominic they might be the, the they might be a kicker maybe Dominic Harrison can kick. Who knows? Maybe that's why they brought him in. It's a, it's a trick. Damn it. God, they got us again. <laughs> they got us again. <laughs> Seth Latrell, man. Um, no, but you, you definitely should uh, come up with something about kicking. We'll do it in one of our previews somewhere. Uh, we also got one from I Wonder the World. It says, will there be a fullback dive for short yardage in the playbook this season? Let, uh, oh, God. I don't want you to open if it. If I do not see a QB sneak this year. Oh, my God. I will explode. Why do you want a QB sneak? Why would you not Mason, want a QB fine. Sneak? I don't want him to run. I don't want Mason to run. At all, you just no, dive forward for a yard. I don't want to you know how He's many too times? Short. You know how many times last year saved their lives. I guess this line they still is still getting a push up front. Well, they should now. Anyways, they don't have a fullback. Yeah, can't imagine. You got, you got, you got, I'm sure you got, they have one. You got Kelvin Smith as your basically fullback. No, I'm sure they have a fullback. I just don't know who it is. Cannon Mackey was the fullback last year. Right, but I'm saying like if, if there was a set where you just need someone to block and it was like the fullback position, quote-unquote, yeah. you're putting Kelvin Smith in. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Cole McCrary. Yeah, one, one of those two. You're not going to... There's no, there's no fullback dive. Anyways, I don't think there'll be a fullback dive either, but who knows? Maybe. The fullback dive is just... I don't even know where I was going with that. I was going to say bring Quinn Shambor back I, in. I will say, I will say in Madden a couple years ago, fullback dive with like a really good center, unstoppable. You could have that fullback rush for I'm getting, I'm getting Madden 20 today. Are you? Maybe tomorrow. I might get it too. I don't know. I heard it's good. I haven't heard anything. I haven't played a Madden seriously since like Madden 12. Like a serious. That's, that's a long time ago. Like I haven't played it seriously. I've had the game a couple years between there, but I haven't, I've... Just I just don't enjoy the game. I played it very seriously last or two years ago because I made Mason in it. Now I'll tell you what I do play seriously, NCAA fourteen. I play that game. Hey, hey dead. people update those rosters. So for those of you that still have the game or want to buy it for one hundred fifty dollars on eBay, go for it. Me, me. I download the rosters. I upgraded Mason to an eighty-seven. What was he before? I don't remember. Like an eighty-four probably or something. That's disgusting. The so Darius Hamilton was a seventy-seven. Anyways, regardless. Last question, we'll end on a fun one. Reese Waddell from the Denton Record Chronicle tweeted at us, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why not, Colin? It goes between two pieces of bread. It is one piece of is bread. Meat. It is one piece of bread. It is connected to the bottom. So question, if you if you put, let's say, peanut butter on one yes, side of a sandwich and yes. jelly on the other side and you fold it, I had is lots that a of sandwich? those as a child. Is that a sandwich? And now you got me. It is. 
I'm raising my eyebrows right now. It is a sandwich. See, what's the definition of sandwich? I, my definition, how do you define a sandwich? You can't cut me off while I'm defining a sandwich. Sandwich, in my opinion, is something that encloses over the subject and that you can eat. Is, is that a not- taco a sandwich? Yes. That you eat differently. It's weird. We're right? on two different different ends of the spectrum. Okay, but now. how can you di- differentiate a taco from a hot dog? A taco is a taco. A hot dog is a hot dog. A sandwich is a sandwich. Okay, so you just want to re- put hard labels on things, even though they are similar. They all encompass. They all impackage. Encompass. Well, I don't know what the word is. They're all. Encapsulate. They all enclose a certain substance for you to eat, enjoy, and enjoy. <laughs> Probably with a bag of chips or something on the side, but. I'm saying, how can you differentiate all those things? I think a sandwich in my... A hot dog bun has a hot dog in it. A taco has taco meat in it. A sandwich... A taco can have the same thing that a hot dog has in it. They're called wraps. I think... Exactly. Are they sandwiches? Oh, so a wrap is different than a taco? I think think deciding what a sandwich is depends on what the contents between... All right, ready for a sandwich definition? Hit me with a sandwich. An item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them, eaten as a light meal. I look, don't know up, look up, look up, sandwich synonyms right now. You made a big deal out of this. No, but that's the definition of a sandwich: two things okay. that close it in. Talk, or uh, a taco is one piece. I'm setting an alarm. For Thirty seconds. We're not talking this past thirty seconds. All right, I'm give, going your, for 30 give seconds. your fifteen second. Give me your fifteen second rundown right now. Hot dog bun, one piece of bread. Taco shell, one piece. Soft taco, one piece. Sandwich, two pieces. Now, you, you argue with the wrap sandwich. I had those when I was a kid because we couldn't afford bread. <laughs> All right, you're done. You're done. Nope, that's it. That's All it. I, got. I, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Look, I'm reading 15 seconds right here. I'm reading straight from the definition. It says you uh, two pieces of bread with meat and cheese. Encompassing one thing, so I guess I'm wrong. All of that for that. It says right here in the definition. I can't argue it. I I thought it was I thought it was anything that is is I thought it was anything that closed and had something inside of it. Well, you were wrong. All right, I'm wrong. Webster got him. Yep, y'all got it. Y'all got me. I'm wrong. Good job, Colin. Uh, thank you, Reese Waldo, for the question. Only the debate, it's the only debate I've ever won on here. <laughs> you got me. Um, <laughs> all right, Colin, let's close out this episode. Thank you all for joining us. We will be doing this every Friday from now until... September 2nd. Uh, yeah, until... Yeah, September 2nd will be our first Monday podcast. So we'll be doing Mondays from that point on. So we'll do Fridays up until the ACU game. Then after that, every Monday from that point on. We thank you all for listening. We thank you for the questions. We thank you for engaging with us on Twitter. Do more. Get us to 200 views on a pod. Yeah, we had 130 last time. We really appreciate that. Subscribe to us on both Twitter and SoundCloud. Give us a rating on on iTunes or on – it's on iTunes, right? Uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Give us five stars only. Um, as Bomani Jones says, if you give us four, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. So that is – my line that I've taken from Bomani Jones. Um, anything else, Colin? I don't think so. If you disagree with us, let us know. Respectfully, of course, because we're nice people. So, have a great rest of the week. I'll be giving you all updates as well. Subscribe to 24-7 Sports, Mean Green 24-7 to be specific. And we'll talk to you all later.